0: My name is Jace Wrigling, and I'm the host. Today is going to be episode number two of four this weekend as we continue with the Arkansas Sticks series that we started yesterday with Coach Brewster. Uh, We got the first player of the Arkansas Sticks series coming on the show today. That player is going to be Sam Silas. 2023 jacksonville state commit staying home to play a ball in his home state of alabama um great kid playing on that 17 u arkansas sticks team this past summer playing for them this fall as he as he rounds out his travel ball career um like i said staying at home to play college ball great uh, great kid great content today overall really enjoyed learning more about his career um, as a whole um but today we did we dig into his recruiting process staying at home with just what the pros and cons were of that dig into the personal scouting report hitting a approach and much more kind of just digging into his entire career so far um, so let's dig into it I hope you guys enjoy it and welcome back to the JKR podcast today we have former Arkansas Sticks middle infielder Alabama native and Jacksonville State baseball commit we got Sam Silas on the show Sam super pumped to get you on the show man how are you doing today
1: Absolutely, thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good, man. So I'm excited to get this Arkansas Sticks. Um, I'm doing. I'm doing a little series here with uh, Coach Brewster. Going to have 20, 25 different guys here from the Arkansas Sticks coming on the podcast. You know, just giving a spotlight to the organization. I really love what Coach Brewster's uh, been doing here these past couple years. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does here um, in the in the years to come. So I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited to get you on the show. Um, but before we dig into your career a little bit. One question I do like to ask everybody that come on the show is, for those who don't know you, how
1: would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Sam Silas? Uh, 2023, Jacksonville State commit. Um, I, play, uh, for, I go to Hopeful High School. I play for Coach Brewster in the summer with the Arkansas Sticks. And, you know, I'm just an easygoing guy. I love baseball, love everything it entails. And I just love getting after it.
0: There we go. Got to love that. Um, But let's go straight into the recruiting process. So, like you said, 2023 commit to Jacksonville State. So, let's just dig into how the whole recruiting process got started for you. So, when did you start getting noticed by some D1 teams? When did you start talking to coaches? And just kind of take us through that whole process to where you ended up at Jacksonville State.
1: Right. So, the summer before my junior year, there was a, I got invited to go play in the perfect game underclass all American games um in San Diego California it was an awesome trip not just baseball wise it was a great trip for me and my whole family it was lots of fun to because you know being from Alabama um, going to the West Coast it was a it was a really cool experience but I, I went there I performed really well like I think I went three for four in the games and stuff and that's actually where Coach Brewster. Um, kind of found out about me. And uh, I would say after that event, it definitely started to pick up a little bit. Um, I had several schools reach out to me while that event was going on uh, as they kind of saw things through social media and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I would I would say it kind of picked up there. And then kind of – then we had the underclass WWBA main event in uh, in the fall. I think it was a month later. And that was that was my first tournament with Arkansas Sticks, and I would definitely say Coach Brewster um, helped me get seen more there too. And I, I started talking to several schools after that too.
0: So who were so, so when you're out there out west during that event? Who were some of those initial schools that started to talk to you once that recruiting process started getting ramped up for you?
1: So it was actually really cool. Um, the first school that kind of. Reached out, so the Perfect Game Underclass All-American Games were hosted at the University of San Diego. So, and the first school that kind of pulled the trigger on me or offered me first was the University of San Diego. They were there watching that event, and it was actually really cool because I was, I was there with some of the best players in the country, and um, some of them were, were committed, obviously there were a bunch of guys who weren't and for them to show an interest in me out of all those really great players, it was, it was really cool. And, um, so they pulled the trigger on me and then, you know, several schools from my, from my home state started to really pick up interest in me.
0: So you're talking about San Diego there. So you said that was your first offer. How long did it take for you to get that offer after that West coast event was, did you get it that same day or did it take a couple phone calls to actually
1: get that offer from San Diego? Um, so the University of San Diego, it definitely took a few phone calls. Um, they run a great work, uh, program over there. So they, you know, they called me. They, wanted to, they really wanted to know about my grades. They wanted to know, um, they wanted to get to know me a little bit, know what kind of person I was. They wanted to talk to my parents. So I would say it was – I, I got offered while I was at, in San Diego. So I would say it was probably, you know, maybe three days after that, the main event. So, um, it, it didn't happen right away, but it was, it happened, uh, shortly after.
0: Okay. So after San Diego, what were some of those other schools that started reaching out? I know you mentioned that your home state of Alabama had quite a few, quite a few schools reaching out there as well. So after San Diego, who were some of those other schools that you started talking to?
1: So I started talking to Troy, um, it's a school in Alabama, um, U t Martin, Charleston Southern, I'm trying to think uh, Kansas, I believe that that I didn't have a whole lot of schools talking to me, but I think that I think that pretty much sums it up as far as schools that were talking to me.
0: So when you were having some of those initial conversations with some of those schools what were the coaches asking you how what was kind of overall like what were some of those initial conversations like with those head coaches of
1: baseball programs you know they just always want to kind of get to know you um they they always ask about your grades that those are always really important and then they they ask more in-depth questions to try to get to know more about you and your family and kind of you know you as a person not just you they they see you on the baseball field but they kind of want to know you as a person as well and kind of Questions like, you know, what do you do outside of baseball? Some of your hobbies and things like that. So those are some of the questions that they were asking.
0: Okay. So you said the recruiting process, you know, started ramping up. When you used to play for the Arkansas Sticks as well in that fall ball tournament. Um, so you, you did commit to Jacksonville State this past January. So let's say what that process took four or five months. So when you were going through this process, what were some of the key things that you were looking for When you were talking to these different schools getting a few couple offers and just deciding amongst a couple schools
1: the the main thing that i wanted whenever i chose a school i really wanted to go somewhere um where i could develop my game and also have a great relationship with the coaches i have a really good relationship with two of the two of the coaches over there two of the ones that i'll be working with every single day um have a great relationship there and then as far as facilities a lot of people don't realize it, but Jacksonville State has some of the best facilities probably in Alabama. It's, it's really close if it if they're, they're top three for sure. So um, the biggest thing for me was going somewhere where I had the resources to develop and also um, having a great relationship with the coaches was important to me, too.
0: Yeah. So as you were going through this process, did you go on any college visits before actually deciding or did you kind of just – uh, kind of get the vibe from the coaches to where
1: you decided Jacksonville State? Well, most of, most of the schools that I talked to, um, they were, they're really, really spread out. Like University of San Diego, I, I they took, while I was there, they took me on a tour of their athletic facility and stuff like that. And then um, I was actually going to Arkansas to see my grandparents. They live up there and we took a trip to UT Martin and I wanna I went on a visit up there and um got to see that campus and then obviously Jacksonville State. Those are kind of the the main three places that I went that I was able to go because um you know all the schools I was talking that I was talking to were so far spread out.
0: Yeah. So when it did come time to make that decision back there this past January, what were some were there some other schools that, that kind of got close to Jacksonville State? Or when it did come time to commit, you absolutely knew Jacksonville State was heads and toes above the rest?
1: There were definitely a few schools that um, caught my eye, UT Martin being one of them. Um, you know, Kansas, I really like Kansas. But at the end of the day, I wanted to kind of – stay close to home and, but also Jacksonville state has a great program over there. And I think it's only going to keep going up as the years go on because of the great facilities and the great coaching staff they have. So the coaching staff and the facilities, it kind of, it kind of separated itself.
0: Yeah. So how, so before you actually did commit and kind of just release that to the public, how long did you know that Jacksonville state was the place you wanted to be? So kind of take that through to like the moment where you're like, all right, Jacksonville State's where I want to go. And then you kind of thought that over a little bit and decided to, you know, inform the coaches, inform the public. Uh, just kind of take us through that, how, how long that process was, and just what was that moment that just clicked in your head that Jacksonville State was the college you wanted to go
1: to? So the, the main thing that I wanted to do, was well, it was kind of a goal of mine to commit before my high school season of my junior year, which is why you saw the January commitment. And, um, you know, all of January, I I finished uh, summer and I finished fall and I was just kind of those couple of months. I was just sitting there and I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I think the moment that it really clicked with me is whenever I got to go up there on a visit and really see the facilities in person and stuff like that. I'd already built a great relationship with Coach Bush over there for probably, I would say, we, we talked on the phone for like seven months, every single week. So we built a really good relationship there. Um, he came and watched me several times. So I would say the the moment that it clicked for me was when I really got a chance to to sit down and really weigh my options, and it just made the most sense to me.
0: Yeah. So you said you already had a good relationship with that Jacksonville coaching staff, a couple of coaches on the staff before you did commit, but now that you've committed, you know, I mean, it's been what eight, nine months since you've committed. So how has that relationship with the Jacksonville coaching, Jacksonville state coaching staff, how has that evolved
1: since you've committed? You know, it's, it's continued to evolve. You know, I had a really good re- relationship before I committed, but now that I am committed, it's a little more personal because um, like I get, I'm going to be playing there. So it's, I would definitely say it's a lot more personal. You know, he, we ask each other about, like, our personal lives a lot more, a lot more now. Like, I ask how his kids are doing and, and stuff like that. And he just kind of checks on me. I still try to call him at least once every two weeks or so. But that relationship has just continued to develop. And um, every time I see him, you know, I always speak to him. It, it's, it's a really good relationship that yeah. we've, we've built.
0: Yeah, and then how have you been able to connect with some of your future teammates? So, obviously, with the class of 2023, I mean, you guys are seniors now. So, do you know some of the other guys who are into Jacks at the time you are going to be in your freshman class? Or are you kind of waiting until you actually get to campus and head there next summer?
1: That's actually a huge advantage of going somewhere close to home because my one of my best friends from, from the time I was little uh, actually just committed there as well. Um, we've we played baseball together since we were six, and I was super pumped for him whenever he committed. And he actually committed two weeks ago, I think. So, and then as far as the other commits, Jacksonville State's actually really added a lot of their guys recently. Um, they've kind of they've kind of started filling up their recruiting class here recently. So I haven't had a chance to meet some of the guys, but you know, you always know of them just because they're, in, or you know of them because of the they're in your home state yeah so
0: most of the guys who are head to jacksonville state are from alabama as well
1: that's correct yes okay
0: so have you gotten the chance to put so obviously last year at this last year um for your season you didn't know if these guys were committed but did you have you been able to get the chance to play up against some of your future teammates besides that your best friend that you've been playing with since six years old have you getting the chance have you gotten the chance to play up against some of your upcoming jacksonville state teammates
1: i actually have and i didn't know it at the time but um One of the one of the guys committed, and I was able to play against them in the North South All Star game. It's an event Alabama does for uh, high school all stars. It's a it's a really great event. It's really fun, and um, actually, I think three or four of my Jacksonville State um, fellow Jacksonville State commits were playing in that game. So we were able to um, meet there, and I was able to face some of them.
0: Yeah. So. Being in Alabama, you're from it's Hunt, Huntsville, correct? Hopeville.: Well, okay, okay, so have you so where on the, on the Alabama map, where exactly is that located?
1: It is It's kind of centrally located. It's south, I believe.
0: Okay. So how close is that to, the, to Hoover at the University of Alabama?
1: So it's probably it's about an hour from Hoover, and the University of Alabama, I would say it's an hour and 45 minutes.
0: Okay. So, have you gotten the chance to play up against R.J. Hamilton at Hoover, Coleman, Mizell um, at the school he's playing at?
1: I actually have. Um, R.J. Hamilton, I've had the chance to play with and against him. And Coleman, Mizell, uh, I've never played with him, but I've played against him several times.
0: Okay. So, when you were playing with R.J. Hamilton,
1: what team was that? So, it was my freshman year, I believe. Um he picked up a couple of tournaments with TPL and that was a team that I was playing with at the time. And he picked up for a couple of tournaments and it was, he, he was on that team. um And it was pretty, pretty cool experience. I still have a pretty good relationship with him.
0: Okay. So you mentioned, you said TPL. So how long did you play with them before you actually made that switch over to the Arkansas sticks the fall of your junior year?
1: So my travel ball, um career's kind of been all over the place, honestly. Um I played with TPL my freshman year and then Excel my Excel baseball academy out of Oxford um my sophomore year. And then Coach Brewster reached out to me before my junior season. He reached out to me um after that all American event and I was and I was able to play with them. So, okay.
0: so playing so playing for multiple travel organizations to your career What's been the biggest differences that you've seen just amongst all the programs that you've been able to play with?
1: I would say the biggest difference is kind of the coaching staff. Each coach that I've played for kind of has a unique coaching style. And that's one thing I'm really grateful for with the Arkansas Sticks, not to discredit any of the other programs, but you know you've got got guys like coach Steve Landers who is a very successful mind and just having mm-hmm. him around and then you've got coach Cesar Abreu who's an all-American coach Brewster who you know has been has the, has the experience of being around a lot of great players and then also coach Derek Kenny who is a MLB scout so you have a variety there and they have a lot of experience not only with baseball but also with life and it I've really learned a lot this summer about myself not to mention all the great players that I was able to play with this summer and it was really awesome playing with them and just you know when you're around guys who are who have potential the potential to get drafted um, you learn a lot from them and you'll learn a lot also about yourself and it was a it was a great opportunity I had and I'm forever grateful to coach Brewster for that opportunity.
0: Yeah. So you've got one more tournament with coach Brewster here, to, you know, to end off your travel ball career. So as you're looking into your last tournament that's coming up here in a couple of weeks, what are some of, just looking back at your entire travel ball career, what's some of just the, the the craziest memories, favorite memories that you have just looking back at your entire travel ball career and just looking back at all the fun times that you've had just uh traveling the country and just playing baseball.
1: Yeah, travel ball has definitely brought me some of the the greatest experiences in my life. Not only the People that you get to meet, because you meet so many people in travel ball, some of your best friends, and but also the places that you get to go that other people might not be fortunate to go, and even whenever you go there, you know, you're playing baseball, but you also get to see, like, there's a lot of downtime usually, so you're able to see uh, a good portion of the South whenever you're playing travel ball, and like, that trip to, to the West Coast was super awesome, so... The travel, the travel aspect of it has been really awesome, along with the people and experiences I've been able to um, gain through the years.
0: Yeah, so playing down that you you mentioned that this the southeast region of the country. So I mean, you're playing in Atlanta, Hoover. I'm sure you've been down to Florida a couple times. What's been your favorite tournament when it comes down to the, the southeast part of the, the United States?
1: Um, when you're talking about tournaments, I don't think it can get any better than the WW ba event that they host in georgia you know it's the biggest event of the summer um over 400 teams usually um participate in it so i don't really think you can get any better than that event it's always so fun and we actually came in 16th in that event um this past summer so that was really cool it was a a great experience playing against the really good teams that we played against and um i really enjoyed that so that's probably my favorite tournament
0: so I take it you were playing with the 17-U Brewster team, right, this past summer at the WWBA? Yes. Okay. So what was it like switching to the, this Arkansas Sticks team, joining them for kind of like your junior going into your senior year of travel ball? How, was, how tough was it, or how did you make those – how did you build those relationships with all those guys, like Trip Landers, MJ Sayao, all those guys? That, I mean, that, that's a pretty loaded team there. So how did, you, how did you end up building those relationships with some of those guys and maybe some of the guys you built the, the strongest bonds with?
1: So, I don't know, a lot of those guys may not realize it, but I learned so much from just being around guys like that because, like I said, you know, you're around guys who have the potential to get drafted. And just seeing those guys and their routines and how they go about the game and just being able to – be in there and being able to pick their mind uh, was was huge for me. It was a huge advantage, and I learned a lot from those guys along with the great coaching staff. But you know, it was it was really an honor to play alongside those guys and and learn as much as I did. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about um you know, different aspects of the game that you may not even realize unless you're around some of the top level players. But um as far as relationships, I built I grew I have a really good relationship. Um my my mom and Nolan Suze's mom actually um, became best friends over the summer. So I was able to spend a lot of time with him, um, trip Landers, I mean, pretty much all of the guys you can, you can think of that are on the team. I have a great relationship with, and, uh, we all got along and meshed really well this summer.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was at that WWBA game. You guys were, I can't remember who you guys were playing. It might've been CBA out there from California, I mean, you guys, just looking in the dugout, just seeing all you guys uh, bonded, I mean, you guys looked like you were a pretty well-strung out team. So it was pretty cool to watch. Um, I mean, it was a great team to watch, obviously, um, with all you guys committed to different schools. Um, but flipping it around to your actual high school season. So like you said, you're heading into your senior season this upcoming spring. So what's the outlook on that? What, what was this past junior season like? You guys losing a lot of guys, bringing a lot of guys back. Uh, just take us through what this senior season's coming up going to look like.
1: So last year, we were actually able to um, make it to the state finals, and we ended up losing in three, in three games. We ended up losing the state championship. So um, it was a great experience. It, it, always, it obviously sucks losing, but, you know, I have high hopes for this season. We're returning a lot of guys. We lost, we lost one of our pitchers, but I'm hoping that another one of our pitchers named Randy Davis, I'm hoping that he can kind of fill that role and um, he was out last year with a torn labrum, so I think a lot of the guys on our team are hungry to get back out there and um, you know pick up where we left off and and try to and try to win this year instead of just coming up short because it's, it's one of the worst feelings whenever you come up short and uh, you are so close.
0: Yeah. So for you personally, what's the biggest thing you're needing to do that um, just these next couple months just to be, be ready to be that senior leader in the in the dugout um, heading into next spring?
1: right so i i I'm not sure if I can speak for a lot of baseball players, but as far as the physical side of it, like during the off season and stuff, I fall in love with the weight room and like improving athleticism. That's one of the main things that i I really love to do is just to really get my body in as in the best shape as possible for the upcoming season to you know prevent injuries and stuff like that. but as far as the leadership role um You know, I I really hope that I can I can be one of the the leaders on the team this year and uh, just always doing in ways you can do that. Just always doing the right thing, helping others out, I think goes a long way. And just being someone that the younger guys can look to and respect. And um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of the my main goal right now.
0: Yeah. So flipping it now to like the actual like on the field play. Um. So when you're when you're on the on deck circle, you're watching the guy in front of you. You're watching the pitchers on the pitcher's mound. What's going through your mind and overall, like what's your what's your hitting approach when you walk up to the play Um. Just facing the pitcher and just going through. Just kind of take us through what's going through your mind and what's your hitting approach as you walk up to the batter's box.
1: So I like to watch the pitcher in warm ups. Um. If I'm if I'm hitting down in the lineup, I like watching the way he attacks. Um, other hitters that may be right-handed, you know, does he have a feel for his curveball? Does he have a feel for the change-ups? Questions like that. And I think anytime you can kind of eliminate pitches, like if he doesn't have a feel for a curveball, then, you know, and he has a three-pitch mix, you can kind of sit fastball change-up and kind of eliminate that curveball. And if you get that, then it's probably not going to be a strike if you can eliminate it. So I'm always – weary of that but also i try not to overthink it whenever i'm on the on deck circle i'm i'm more of trying to clear my mind of everything and just focus on my breathing and slow my heart rate down and just kind of trying to slow the game down in general that's kind of that's kind of always been my approach and with two (laughs) strikes i usually just try to um i hate striking out i absolutely hate it so anything that i can do not to strike out um with two strikes I'm kind of just spread out and uh, put the ball in play, make the defense work. That's that's kind of my philosophy.
0: Okay. So if you were a scout watching your game, so this can be in the batter's box and in the dugout when you're interacting with teammates, what would be your personal scout report on yourself?
1: I would say definitely um, high energy. Um, gonna Pretty consistent all-around player. Um, like – I would say I have a great combination of speed, power, um, kind of being consistent at the plate and and just all around, just playing the game hard, trying to play the game the right way and things like that. Do, always doing the little things right. That's what I pride myself on. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah.
0: So, when you're watching guys who are a little bit older than you, so there's college and even minor league pro ball, um, are there any guys that you like to model your game after a little bit?
1: I wouldn't say any specific players that I model my game after. Um, like I, I take bits and pieces of, of, of every player of a bunch of great players. And I try to make it my own. So I think if you can take the, the best qualities from a handful of players and try to, you know, mimic those or create, create those and make them your own. I think anytime you can do that, that you, you'll end up doing a better job for yourself, but Defensively, I just really love watching Danesby Swanson play shortstop. I've always loved him. I've always loved watching him play. And, uh, yeah, he's always kind of been my guy as yeah. far as de- defense.
0: So, when you do head to Jacksonville State, obviously you're listed as a middle infielder, second, and shortstop. When you do head to Jacksonville State next fall and play in there in a couple springs from now, do you think you'll be playing short, second? Like, have you talked to the coaching staff on that at all? Like, what's your, what's your plan when it comes position-wise position um, in the field?
1: You know, I'm not really sure. I don't really know what their plan is as far as that. I know, I do know that they have a couple of middle infielders that are in the class above me. Um, so I'm not I'm not positive on on that situation. But I'm just I'm just gonna try to go there and help the team anyway that I can and uh, try to get on the field as a freshman. That's kind of my main goal is okay. get playing time as a freshman and you know wherever that may be and slowly work my way into like a skill position. So and, I mean, it would be – it's honestly a goal to get a skill position early, but, you know, I, I really just want playing time so that I can continue to to develop for my junior and senior year.
0: Yeah. So where do you generally play the most at, second or shortstop?
1: i I played, I played shortstop my entire life. Um, like high school ball from seventh grade to, you know, now I've always played shortstop. Um, this summer I started out at second base, and then I would say – Less than halfway through the summer, um, I moved to shortstop, and I never really moved. I played, I played a lot of shortstop, and uh, so, yeah, I mainly play shortstop.
0: Okay. So when you switch from shortstop to second or second to short, is there – I mean, that is, I mean, there are similar positions, but, you know, you have a different view of the field. So do you have a different approach on how you're, how you're moving uh, pre-pitch, or what's that difference for you as you're transitioning from shortstop to second and second to short?
1: Uh, pre, pre-pitch movement is pretty, pretty similar between the two positions, but I would definitely say second baseman. Second base is a lot easier just because you have a lot more time to get rid of the baseball and things like that. So um, shortstop, it, there's definitely a lot more going on as far as like leadership capability and stuff like that. Um, kind of knowing where all of your guys are, like bunk coverages, coverages and stuff, I pride myself on – on knowing where every person on the field is supposed to be, especially in high school when you have all the different uh plays that you run. So I would say just the leadership role is a lot bigger when you're at shortstop versus second base. But there's there's really not a whole lot of a difference between like pre pitch movement, stuff like that.
0: Okay. So as you head as you head Jacksonville State's campus here next fall, what's maybe the, some of the biggest things you're wanting to fix in your game, and maybe even on the personal side of things, um, before you actually head to a college campus here this next fall?
1: So the main thing that I want to work on is right now I would say I'm a I'm slightly below a, a sub seven sixty. I really want to increase that number to like maybe a, a six six or a six seven and kind of impact the game in that way uh as far as speed goes and I'm also trying to increase my arm strength and um and power numbers too as well so if I can do those three things then I'm going to continue to work on those throughout through this throughout this year and you know my first year and second year at Jacksonville State and the goal is to get drafted so I, I have a plan and um As far as, like, working out and stuff, all of my workouts right now are geared towards increasing arm strength, um, getting faster, like, lots of plyometrics, lots of explosion workouts and stuff like that to uh, hopefully increase those metrics. Yeah.
0: So, when it comes to that certain training that's just the certain things you're focusing on when you're training, do you have a coach that's kind of coming up with these programs for you, or are you kind of just doing research and figuring out on your own?
1: So, I actually – I actually do a lot of research on my own. Um, there's a lot of, so what I want to do in college, what I'm majoring in is kinesiology, which is like the way the body works, stuff like that. I'm already really interested in that kind of stuff. So, you know, I like doing a lot of research on my own. I I probably, re- I probably spend as much time on a computer as anyone, just researching different workouts. Like how can I improve this? How can I improve that? And just kind of, taking different things from from the research that I have that I find and kind of making it into my own workout. So um I, I definitely ask advice a lot of advice from from coaches and stuff, but the whole program is kind of centered around what I've created and based on my specific needs
0: and okay. improvements. All right. Well, Sam, I got a couple more questions here before we end it off. Um, well, usually when I'm interviewing players, I kind of like to end it off talking about some stuff that's beyond the baseball field. So when you're not playing baseball, maybe what are some of the passions that you have beyond
1: the field? So the passions that I have, like, there's not really to, just to be completely honest with you, like baseball is really the only thing around where I live that you can do. I mean, you can go out to eat, but that's, that's literally it. I mean, there's not really a whole lot going on in Hope Alabama, but you know, some of my passions, I, I really enjoy reading, um, just like lifting weights, <laughs> stuff like that. I love, I, I actually enjoy going out and hunting and uh, fishing. So just kind of some of those um, hobbies that I enjoy.
0: Okay. So you mentioned your hometown, they don't, doesn't have much stuff to do. So what, I mean, on Perfect Game, it's it's Deetsville or Holtzville?
1: On perfect game, it might be listed as, De- as Deetsville. That's just because Hopeful may not be, even be on there. But okay. um, I'm actually from Hopeful, Alabama.
0: Okay. So when you're looking at both both of those towns, I assume Deetsville is somewhat similar, close. If Perfect Game has it listed as that, um, what are I know you said there's not much to do, but besides hunting, is there really anything you guys got going on, or is it all just cornfields, trees, deer, stuff like that?
1: Yeah. So it's mostly like in my area. There's mostly like. It's really big, like, in agriculture. So, you'll see, like, corn – or not really – not necessarily cornfields. There's a lot of cotton fields around here. We have a lot of cotton fields. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, it's it's not really open. There's just a lot of neighborhoods. And, and it's, it's really just – I mean, there's not really a whole lot, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Hey, I mean, no no problem with that. You know, more more time to focus on your game. No right. No problem with that.
1: Yeah. But uh, one
0: one last question here before we end it off. So NIL, that's a big thing now that's been out for about a year and a half for some college athletes. And with you heading to Jacksonville State, you do have that opportunity, you know, to work with some brands, get some endorsement deals, stuff like that. So in the future, if you could endorse any brand, any whatever your dream brand would be, what would that be? And what would be the reasoning for working with any certain brand?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. I think, let's see. I I mean, I would, I would love to work with, I mean, obviously everyone would, would love to work with Nike, but like, as far as smaller companies, I would definitely say like a gym company, maybe like, um, let's see, like maybe like blender bottle, something like that. Something to do with working out, something to do with like training, anything like that. So that's really all I got. All
0: right, I really go. don't much about that. Question. I mean, that's that's a that's a better answer I get some from some of these guys. I mean, I've had, I mean, so I I get I get Nike or Adidas. Like I feel like every other player that I ask, and I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna have to start rewording this question or something because I'm tired of getting Nike or Adidas or Louisville Slugger answers. But no, that's 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 thought that's well thought through, and that that's a good answer. But Sam, that's all the questions I got for you. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Like I said, you're the first interview here on this Arkansas Stick series coming out next week. So uh, really pumped to get you on the show. I'm glad I got to learn more about you, learn about your career. Um, usually when I get a guy on the podcast, I like following their career from here on out. So I'll definitely be watching you uh, once you head to Jacksonville State, seeing how you're doing. So just best of luck here the rest of your career. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. It was
1: a blast. And
0: that's going to do it for another episode of the JKR Podcast, episode number two of four this weekend. Got some great content today. Really want to thank Sam Silas for coming on the show. I really enjoyed learning more about his career, how his whole recruiting process started in San Diego to now where he's ended up staying home in Jacksonville in Alabama. Um, but we've got two more great episodes here this weekend, so don't miss out. Check them out the re- uh, tomorrow and Sunday. Um, tomorrow is going to be Brex Caldwell, two thousand twenty-four Oklahoma State commit, going to play for Matt Holiday, where Ethan Holiday is planning on going as well with the number one pick. Jackson Holiday was planning on going before he actually got drafted number one overall, um, but just some. Great Great content this week so far. Expect some more with these next two episodes. Another great week coming up next week as well. i um, have got some big-time players. Going to have a pro guy, a couple college guys. Um, so really cool content there. be announcing that next week as well. Um, so just stay tuned for that. But for any more updates on the JKR Cut, on the JKR Podcast, check out our social media and and our website. Social media is going to be at JKR underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Website is going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. But with that being said, I'll catch you guys tomorrow for the Brex Caldwell interview. And You guys have a great day.